Hello. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm Courtney. We're two girls in Ohio. Here we go. Here we go. We're here. Oh, we're Born doing it. it. It's happening. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Claws <laughs> <laughs> <Balls> out. <laughs> How are you? Good. How's summer school? <clears throat> um, it's about like getting to be about like regular school. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone talking about something that summer school is almost over, and I didn't know if that like applied to you. No, we're we're no. in week, we're almost halfway through week three, which is halfway through the the program. So, so when is it done? Uh, July twenty third. Okay, yeah. Hence the August trip to Maine, yes. which I'm coming. Yeah, I was talking to Bailey today about it. I know that's we exciting. Made that made it all out. work. Yeah. yeah, and of course, Leah, she couldn't not come. Absolutely, <laughs> duh. she was gonna change it. Because I already feel left out since I'm not going to be just with you guys. So I already feel, I'm already feeling left out, even though I'm going to be there at the same time. But I'm not going to be staying with you guys. So I already felt myself immediately getting jealous. <laughs> well, so we're all going to drive, me, Laura, Bailey, Leah, and then me and Laura are just going to fly home on Sunday. So one-way tickets aren't bad, but it was going to be like 800 or something to like fly both ways. And I was like, no. But... Driving is like how long? 16 hours or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like a whole day almost. So I was like, I don't want to drive both ways. Plus, Leah and Bailey have more time off. And so I was like, that wouldn't be fair. So we just compromised on that and it'll be good. Yeah. I think that's the smartest thing you could have done. I think that makes sense. Well, so the day I came home from girls dinner Uh and I was like talking to Max Uh about it, he literally was like video game, like knee deep in that. And he was just like, I can't talk about this right now. I was like... So are you saying I can't do it? And he's like, no, I'm just saying I haven't even looked at the calendar. I was like, well, I looked at the calendar and nothing's in it. And he's like, we'll talk about it later. And then like two days later, he was like, hey, I looked. It's fine. You should go. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked at flights and I was like, damn. Well, here's the thing. I think that the guys go on a lot more trips in general because they don't give a lot of fucks. Yeah. And so I think we need to start doing more stuff like this because they actually don't care. They don't. At all. No. So we just need to go and do it. Max, I think, is actually happy. We had this whole argument over the weekend about how we do too much. And I was like, okay, like, what would you not do? You know, like, tell me what we've done lately that you would not want to do. Like, we've had your best friend's wedding. I was the officiant at Marilyn's wedding. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just stuff that's like not randomly like, hey, we're meeting people at B-dubs, you know? Like, it's, like, legitimate things that you can't just be like, hey, I'm not going to go to that. Like, no. you know, right. my cousin's graduation party. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not the most fun thing. But also, we haven't seen our family in 18 months. Like, right. whatever. And he was like, no, I just want it to be like, we do something one weekend and the next weekend we don't. And I'm like, okay, but we're going to have to say no to stuff. So I'm asking, what do you want to say no to? And he's like, just, I'll just tell you when. And I'm like, okay. And it's because he wants to get stuff done at the house. I'm like, then you need to put it in the calendar. Like, put in yeah. the calendar, Max working on house stuff. And then yeah. I won't schedule stuff. Because if I see an open weekend and someone invites me to something, I'm Gonna saying do yes. It. Yeah. I'm saying yes. Well, and especially during the summer months. I, I completely understand what he's saying. I, com- I, under- I hear what he's saying and I understand that. But also, it's the summertime. It's nice outside. We haven't seen each... We haven't seen everyone yeah. like this. You know. So, also, no. <laughs> also, it then just turns into, which this is a me problem, is he's, like, doing all this housework, like, that he loves. He's Tim the Tool Man, and I'm inside with two insane preschooler and toddler. Like, mm-hmm. no. 
So yeah. I was like, you can stay home and work on stuff, but like our kids are 100% better behaved when we go do something. Whether that's like, I take them to the park, we go to the pool, like they just like don't, they're like me. They don't want to sit at home. No. Everything at home is stupid to them. They literally use every toy within five seconds and just throw it and then use it the wrong way and then find a box and then they somehow love the box and then it's like just ridiculous stuff. Yeah, no, I think I agree with that. We were on, we went to the um, uh, Clippers game last week and it was like, uh, so at the Clippers game, we saw a bunch of families with kids and like, you know, lots of kids. Not like one kid, two kids, like gaggles of children. <laughs> and first of all, everyone was like pretty well behaved, whatever. But in my head, I'm like, it makes sense why they're here. Because who wants to sit at home on a Wednesday night when you could like go shove them and make them sit in these seats? Like, yeah, it's a little expensive to buy them all the shit. But like, you're not sitting at home at least and staring at the walls. It's the worst. So, I mean, I get what you're saying about wanting to go do things with the kids. It's not fun just to sit there and make them do things. No. It's way easier to go out and do something. Or even, like, literally, like, you would think Heather's house is, like, the most magical place yeah. in the world. Which is funny because she always talks about how, like, small her house is. But yeah. their backyard is, like, really cool. And, like... Every day, Marley's like, can we go over to Heather's house? I want to go to Heather's house. Can we go to Heather's house? I'm just, like, texting Heather, inviting myself over. I'm like, can I bring my GD kid to you? Yeah. Like, all she wants to she do is play in your backyard. Yeah. Well, so. I feel like Marley did have a really good backyard. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have that backyard anymore. Yeah. Hence why Max is like, we need to be home so I can landscape. I'm like, or we could hire a landscaper. That's Food for thought. So People do that. Easier. It is. Well, and especially when you, since you just bought that house, that house needs like a complete rip out and redo. Yes. That would be the time to do it. I know. Then you could keep up with Max it Max keeps that. saying he's, okay, well, to be fair, here's his point. He was like, I can rip shit out. Yeah, but does he have the time? That's my point. So that was the point of the conversation is I basically was trying to figure out like, do, because he gets mad when I say we can pay people to do stuff, Right. And I'm like, okay, but I'm trying to figure out, like, would you rather, like, rip out weeds or, like, hang out with your family? Because if you'd rather hang out with your family, we can pay someone to rip out weeds. And he literally was like, I'd rather do that stuff than pay someone to do it. And I was like, duly noted. All right. Well, then I guess we know we're checking off the list. (laughs) I was like, cool. You build that shed. You rip those weeds. I'm going to go to the pool with our children. And you can miss out on their lives. And it'll be like you were with your family. That counts for that time. <laughs> <laughs> Those are same, same. <laughs> uh, so, wait. When did you go to the Clippers game? I believe it was last Wednesday. Okay. Was it the, like, opener? No. Oh. No, they've been going for a while. <laughs> I don't know anything like, about baseball. At least a couple. Like, they start, like, in April. I like how you can buy the, like, lawn tickets and just, like, sit over there. And then oh. there's, like, that splash pad. I feel like the I kids should for sure do that. buck-ass wild. We were sitting across from that on the <laughs> other side. And it was just like, do-do-do-do-do-do. And it's like on a slant. So they're yeah. just rolling down the hill and running back up it. Rolling down the hill and running back up it. It was funny. Yeah. But. And I, if I remember correctly, and it could be different now, but I feel like those were like $7. Like they it's were. not a lot. No, not at all. Yeah. And even like the nice seats we sat in were like $16. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not nothing. bad. No. No. Um, and it was dollar hot dog night. Ooh, that's... Oh, they I had could like eat a, a million whole, hot dogs. And they had like a whole... Yeah, of course. <laughs> and they had like a whole bunch of stuff that was a dollar. Yeah. Like a Cheryl's cookie, popcorn, like dumb shit that like isn't dinner but is dinner that night. For sure. Yeah. Um, what'd you do over the weekend then? 
Oh, Friday. I don't remember Friday, but Saturday. In a good way or in a bad way? Oh, no, like didn't do anything. Oh, because I don't remember Friday in a different way than you don't remember Friday. (laughs) That checks out. Yeah. Oh, we started pulling out the dishwasher in the fridge. Mm. And then um, Saturday, I had you know how it is. Like when you're waiting on a fucking appliance, people, it's the only thing you can do. Even though all you're doing is sitting here waiting. Yeah. It's not like I could start on another project because I'm like, as soon as I get this shit all splayed out everywhere, they're going to show up and they're going to be here for 30 seconds and they're walking back out of my life. And then I right. have this disaster. So I had to wait till noon, which I'm most productive in the morning. So it fucking just wasted my whole morning. Um, but I do have be- two beautiful appliances. Now yeah, my they look very nice. Thank you. Now my stove looks like stupid, but we'll get there one day. <laughs> There's just nothing wrong with it. I feel it. like it doesn't really because it blends with the colors of the cabinets and the your countertop. Because it's black. If it was just white, I think it would look really dumb. But, uh, or maybe, I don't know. It just, it's stupid. Um, but it, it looks dated now. Like you yeah. can tell how yeah. dated the kitchen looked because that's the age of all. It was like how your guys' new house. Yeah. That's what I was telling my parents. They were like, how do those appliances still work? And I was like, listen to this. Yeah. About how all, my appliances look like yours and uh-huh. yours all still work too. Yeah. And we just sold that. Roger was nice enough and just sold our other fridge. The guy just came and picked it up today. That'd be a great garage fridge. A beautiful garage fridge. Good beer fridge. Roger said we have like at least two years before we have a house. And he said then we can get a garage fridge. So we're not holding it. <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> Good for you for keeping me in check. <laughs> garage fridges are privileges. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. He was like, we don't need that right now. And I was like, ah. But I have so many. He talks about how many drinks I have. It is true. That's like all our garage fridge is is just drinks. I love drinks. Yeah. Not even just alco- alcoholic ones are just like a, a fraction of them. I just like all drinks, and I like them cold. I'm going to go to Costco with my mom on Thursday. It's exciting. Oh. I made a list, and one of the things I want to stock up on is like... Drinks. Gatorade or body armor, or, you know, yeah. just like stuff that like... Oh, be careful. It gets I weird know. in there. I'm sure. You'll spend $100. No, no. You're going to spend $200 on drinks. I bet I'll spend more on more. Like, I... I'm going to convince myself I need everything. Every time I go there, that's what happens. That was the Modern Family episode. We just started rewatching it, or he had it on. I don't know. And I keep pointing like you guys can hear me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roger's in the basement playing video games. Um, but that was the episode of Modern Family, very beginning, when they're first in Costco. They're like, they sell coffins here, and they sell diapers. From birth to death, they have you here. <laughs> And he's just, like, going bananas in it. Like, did you... He's calling people on the phone. Do you guys eat olives? And it zooms out. Such he's a holding, good he's holding deal three, on olives. He's holding three giant things of olives. And he's like, good, I'll get this. <laughs> Puts it in the cart. I was like, it's true, Which though. character is it? Uh, Cam. Cam. I was going to say. It sounds like it'd be Cam. Yeah. But. <laughs> Anyways, what'd you do this weekend? I um, digress. Friday, we celebrated Morgan's 30th birthday which was actually a while ago but okay so here's the way it really happened is wait 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 Morgan's sitting here with yeah, us yeah she not is be weird. let's okay. not be weird Morgan's here um <laughs> she's a spectator today um so Morgan pulled me aside like I don't know two months ago maybe it was like hey Tyler which is her husband I don't think he's planning anything for my birthday, so he just planned me something. And I was like, you got it. Smart. Mm-hmm. So then I immediately called my boss, and I was like, you have a pool. Can we just throw a pool party? And she was like, let's do it. But we had to pick 
the last Friday, even though her birthday was like the 16th because I was just busy and I was like, well, I'm planning the party, so I should probably be there when it happens. So we did it like a week-ish, two weeks later, but it was just all like the admin at both schools and it was rowdy. It was a good time. (laughs) The theme was fiesta, so I got Kendados. And then we, Max made margarita mix, but like his own margaritas. And he brought like that big thing that you just like, mm-hmm. whatever. But then you're supposed to add the tequila to it. Mm-hmm. So like he just made the mix. We had enough to make like a lot. And Max was like, I really don't think we should bring this all. And I was like, I think we should. And he's like, no way we're going to drink more than this. Da, da, da. Halfway through the party, we run out of margarita mix. And I was like, I knew it. But the next day, Max was like, I think it's good because had we keep no, like hammering yeah, tequila, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it would have no, been, no. he was like, it was already bad. It would have been like 10 million times yeah, worse. Yeah, but yeah. he was on call, so he couldn't really drink. So he literally just, she has like an outdoor bar and he just stood behind it all night and like made people, like he brought the shaker. Oh. He was like in full form. They're actually called Maxaritas. Oh, Maxaritas, yeah. Maxaritas. Um, I was, I asked him, I was like, who'd you serve the most? And he was like, well... There were certain people that would just come and... Oh, God. And he re- loved this way too much. Oh, he it loved it so oh much. There was, like, a point he had, like, a toothpick in his mouth, oh, and his hat was backwards, oh and he's, like, the towel over his shoulder just shaking <laughs> the drink. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so obsessed with yourself. Um, and oh. we... Um, I, he was like... I asked, who'd you serve the most or whatever? And he was like, well, it's hard because... Some people just came up and was like, can I have three? And, like, brought them to people. Like, mm. he said Katie was doing that all night. But he said our friend Anna literally sat there the entire time and just would be like, another one, barkeep? And, like, all <laughs> night was just, like, hammering tequila, which I did, didn't even notice if she got that drunk. I feel like she just disappeared at some point. It was gone. Her, They definitely said bye to me because her friend Moira? I think it's Myra. One of the two. She said bye to me and was like, this was great, and I don't even know you. And I was like, I'm glad you came. I don't know you either. So we brought Marley, because they have a pool, and I was like, let's oh. bring her. But wait, it, it was fine. So she was there till about 8.30. Well, and I mean, she would enjoy it. The but. babysitter, oh. who was babysitting yeah. Danny, came and picked her up. Oh, Because okay. her fiancé was at the house while Danny was sleeping. So then she just drove and, like, came and picked her up Got at, like, it. 8.30. Um, <laughs> oh my god Marley in her prime yeah. oh my god but because you, she was quite drunk too you gotta watch her her girlfriend Everett was there because Aww. his mom came so I was yeah. like alright I'll bring Marley because I never bring Marley to anything and she actually was really good she literally was like swimming by herself I was kind of deathly afraid because I just feel like she's gonna drown but at one point I look over and she's just like marching off the diving board I was like alright here we go she just jumped into the deep end of the pool like not Figuratively, literally, we're going to see if she sinks or swims. <laughs> she was totally fine. Yeah. She did great. Good. It was awesome. Good. And then I took her out of her bathing suit. It was really cold. Like, that wasn't a super warm day. Mm. It had rained earlier, and then the pool was just cold, plus it was nighttime. She got out, and she was, like, shivering, and she's like, why are my knees wiggling like this? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's called hypothermia. We're going to go ahead and just get you in a towel. We're done here. We're going to call the babysitter. Life's going to be great. Um, Morgan fell in a bush. What? Like, you fell backwards. But, like, I how? I honestly don't even know what happened because I didn't have shoes on. You Like, you would think I had on, like, oh. stilettos or something. <laughs> nope. Barefoot. And I'm not really sure. I think hmm. it's because I had a maxarita before we got there. Yep. And then started going real hard and I hadn't ate anything. Oh. Did you eat like, anything the whole night? 
Yeah, I finally did eat a taco. I'm not sure when. And Brie it was took home like six taco. tacos. I loved it so much. She was like, no one's going to eat these? I'm going to take these home. I was like, you go for it, girl. Yeah, but like I literally just stood up and it was like, I don't know where my balance went, but it went somewhere and I fell backwards into the bushes and had like bruises all the way down. So then I pulled her up and then she ran and did a cannonball in the pool like, just oh, to cover this, up from the fall. This is, yep, this is the time. Here we go. I like that. I've never fallen into a bush, so never. That's crazy. Courtney would never do that. Yeah, that's wild. I wonder how many bushes in Athens. Oh, just wow. so many. whisper your name every night. Courtney, Courtney, get in Courtney. Yeah, that's weird. Um, uh, so yeah, it was fun. successful. Um, Good. And then Saturday, I had my cousin's graduation party in Toledo, which was fun, but it was boring. Toledo. Yeah. God love Toledo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I went and had a pool day with Danny. And nice. Grant, yeah. I was just was thinking fun. about them because I do want to get the kids together. Yeah, they're like at that, they would be primo right now. Mm-hmm. Grant was a wild man at the pool. Just like, just, I told her, I was like, people pay a lot of money for their kids to be able to swim like Grant does. Yeah. And she was like, I know, he just started doing it. And I was like, it's the most bizarre thing. He Maybe loves he's going to so be much. like an Olympian swimmer. Yeah, props. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... All right. Wait, I did oh. want to tell you something I'm watching. Yes. It's trash TV that you probably won't watch, but you should. What? The second season of Too Hot to Handle. Oh, we started. Did you? <laughs> got, so, Roger got so mad. He was like, I'm not watching this shit. Turn it off. And I wouldn't turn so it off. You get so sucked in. You're like, oh my God, are they going to end up together? I don't even know. He was like, this is stupid. I'm going to bed. And I was like, no, no, no. What's the Keep black watching. guy's name? He's so beautiful. I don't know. Oh my gosh. He's like. Yeah, so he's good hot. looking. Yeah. Um, he's kind of a dick, but in like a, the best way. Yeah. Like he knows he's a dick. And he has an accent, which like makes it even better. But yeah. um, <laughs> the first four episodes are out, and then the second four are going to be released on the tomorrow. I'm going to watch On it. the 30th. Yeah. It's too good. Yeah. Um, the one it. guy, Max, like can't stand him. The, which one? Um, the tiny one with the tattoos and like loves Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings and is with the Emily girl. Like Max is like, he's so confident for no reason. Like he's like, he's not that good looking. Wait, is he the TikTok star guy? No, that's the other guy that Max also hates. Max is like, no, that guy actually is way too confident for no reason because no one even likes him. And he's like, this other guy, the hottest girl there for some reason likes him, but he looks like Max's cousin Liam. Like not, (laughs) Liam's not as like, chiseled but like the their face is like the same thing and i'm like i feel like i'm watching your cousin on a reality tv show about sex right now so weird they've broken every rule so far like they don't give a fuck about the rules who would right that's what i'm like it's not a it's not a significant amount of money to begin with right and max's (laughs) point was he was like the show that they thought they were going on, did they even think they were going to win money? Because they get no. there and they don't yeah, think they're no. on that. And he's like, so if you didn't think you were even coming to win money, like, why would that and matter it wasn't, to you? Cause it was called, like, Party Island or something right. that they were going to film. Right. They fucked up on the, how they produced. Yeah, that yeah. was dumb. It should have been about winning the money to uh-huh. begin with, but you win it a different way. They should have just We made should it. produce it. Yeah, so, duh. I mean, Gosh. Netflix, call <laughs> us. so dumb. You're right. They don't even know anything. We could make them money. Um... Okay, let me pull up all my stuff and, um, okay, so I'm doing like a big deal person Oh. and I'm a little bit nervous about it because I think I'm like very underprepared. Mm, that's exciting. 
Um, <laughs> but I like was too deep into it to stop. I, I've been there, yeah. When I was that. like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And like I told Max, it's one of Max's like favorite people of all time. And he was like, you better not, not Will fuck Smith. it up. No, not Will Smith. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that is a good one. I should do Will Smith sometime. Um, no, he, um, was like, you better not mess it up. And I was like, I probably will, but it's fine. I'm just going to read from Wikipedia. What can be wrong Wrong. with that? Yeah. Nothing. Um, I'm going to do Dave Chappelle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so some consider him to be the goat of stand-up comedy, the greatest of all time. Thanks for explaining goat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually didn't know what that meant until recently. I, I knew Sorry. it meant people thought it was like, like they say the goat, good. and I'm like, oh, I guess goat means something good, but like I didn't know it stood for greatest of all time. Okay, that's fair. So you know, you're not around. I mean, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, okay, so he was born in '73. Um, he's won Emmy awards, Grammy awards. He won the Mark Twain Prize for like American mm-hmm. comedic actor. Why are you nodding your head like you know all these things? Um, because I watched. His, that him accepting that award, that whole thing's on Netflix. Oh, okay, cool. I, I also was like, very what? Much I thought like, I was gonna like surprise. I you. also very much like Dave Chappelle. I oh. got to meet Dave. Chappelle. Interesting. I oh, thought yeah. maybe you wouldn't In like Yellow him. Springs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is that you went to that? No, I didn't go to his thing, but oh. I've met him in Yellow Springs at a rap show. Mm. He's like very influ- influential in Yellow Springs. Yeah, like with all like the music scene. He mm. owns a lot of houses in Xenia, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm mm-hmm. like maybe he's. Neighbors with Brianna's family. Never know. Um, okay, so, you know, there's a lot about him. He, I, there's a lot I didn't really know about him, but um, his, the first thing he ever did was 1993, he was in Robin Hood Men in Tights, which I didn't know until Max made me watch Men in Tights, like, recently, within the past year, probably. It's very much, um, I don't know what that humor, dry humor, I guess, like, very satirical, like, you know. It reminded me of, like, Monty Python, Holy Grail. Yeah, like I don't that like, I don't, I'm not good at that. Yeah. I liked it when I was younger. I don't really like it anymore. Yeah. But um, he's been in a bunch of films after that. Um, but his parents are both professors. Um, they got divorced when he was young. And he would spend most of his time with his mom um, in Washington, I believe. Yeah. But then um, he would spend summers with his dad in Yellow Springs, which is, like, now where he lives. Um, But, yeah, his parents are both, like, extremely smart people. Um, And he just did a lot of stand-up. Like, he was in, like, America's Funniest People, which was, like, on ABC in, like, 1990. He moved to New York to pursue his career he did um, the Apollo Theater Amateur Night, and he was actually booed off stage. But he, like, attributes this to him, like, doing well. Because he's like, I could have given up, and I didn't. And, like, that just made me, like, really want to do it. Um, he learned really quickly and got very famous for doing stand-up while he was there. Um, Whoopi Goldberg nicknamed him The Kid early on in his life, um, or, like, his career, um, just as, like, She'd be like, the kid's here, or whatever. Like, he was known in circles, whereas, like, people like us wouldn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you show up at, like, a comedy club, they would know who he was. Um, so, yeah, the first notable thing he did was Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Um, he was actually asked to be Bubba on Forrest Gump, and he turned it down. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Why? 
I don't think he would have been a good no. one. Oh, well, maybe it wouldn't have been a good one, but I love the movie Forrest Gump. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Y- yes. <laughs> that's what I thought you guys were yes. saying. No. no. He wouldn't have been good. No, that that's character. not a good character. Um, he turned it down because he thought that it was, like, too degrading towards black people. <laughs> yep. which, yes. Checks yes. <laughs> um, out. So he then started, um, well, then he was like randomly in movies and on like TV shows. Like he was in an episode of Home Improvement um, and him and the guy he was with, they like made their own spinoff series from that called Buddies, which was like never, it was like on for like three episodes and then it was canceled. He had a lot of pilot shows that never made it. Um, he was in, like, The Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy. Um, he did his first stand-up um, half-hour performance for HBO in the beginning of 98. Um, and then in 98, him and Neil Brennan, who's the guy that he ends up writing um, Chappelle show with, they wrote um, a cult stoner film, which I didn't even know stoner films is a genre of films, but it is. I looked it up. So, there you mm-hmm. go. Um, 1998, Half-Baked, and it basically, he was in it, Chappelle was in it, um, but it's basically just them high as fuck trying to get their friend out of jail. So, it's like... Super cheesy and corny. In the circles, Mm -hmm. you like, that's like Mm -hmm. a huge thing. Um, 2003 is when started the Chappelle show, um, and it probably is like the best sketch comedy show that's like ever aired or you know other than probably Saturday Night Live which like has its ebbs and flows like Mm -hmm. some seasons is great Mm -hmm. some seasons not but um so that was only 2003 to 2006 which I feel like is prime us when we were like very impressionable young people Mm -hmm. like I just remember everyone I know talking about Mm -hmm. Chappelle show and it was like the biggest deal yeah we would have been in high school Uh uh-huh yeah yeah um, but it only went for three seasons because in the third season, he basically just said he didn't want to do it anymore. So there's a lot of reasons like attributing to this. Um, he actually had a $55 million contract, um, with Comedy Central to do like all the seasons of everything. I don't know how many seasons they like agreed upon, but, um, one of the biggest things that made him not want to do the show anymore was he would be on stage doing stand-up and people in the audience would just like heckle and like shout out one-liners from his show. So like one of the most notable ones um, was the Rick James sketch and people were just yelling like, (laughs) I'm Rick James, bitch! And he like couldn't even perform because people were just like shouting it. So he literally just like walked away. And then he finally came back out and he said on stage, this show is ruining my life. And something else he said to the audience that night, he said, you know why my show is good? Because the network officials say you're not smart enough to get what I'm doing. And every day I fight for you. I tell them how smart you are. Turns out I was wrong. You people are stupid. To which, like, everyone laughed, like, not knowing he was, like, being dead, dead serious. serious. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's so rude to He's do so during rude. a show. Yes. Um, another thing that he didn't like was a lot of white people were, well, this is like what he said. He felt like a lot of white people were misinterpreting his comedy. Mm-hmm. So like they'd come up to him on the street and be like, I love in that sketch when you called that black guy the N-word. And he was like, well, that wasn't the point of the sketch. Like the point of the sketch was like satire on, we shouldn't be calling people the N-word. And he was like, kind of what he just said, like he was too smart for the people watching. And mm-hmm. so he actually felt like he was doing more damage 
to like racism and the oppression of black people because mm-hmm. so many white people loved his show and like thought that the satire of oppression of black people was like just to be laughed at. And he did say there was like a part in season three um, where someone on set was laughing like really hard. And he was like, it's the first time I felt like someone was laughing at me, not with me. And that was like a big thing too. So they're like a few episodes into filming season three and he just walked off and he went and took a trip to South Africa. And he just said it was like one of those things that he'd always wanted to do. And he felt, you know, he was working like 20 hours a day on set. And then he's like, I'd go home and sleep for a half hour, be a dad for 45 minutes and then go back like being on set. And he was like, I wasn't happy. So like, why are you just going to keep being here doing something you're not happy doing? Um, which the media had like a field day with and they basically were like, he's on drugs or he's like mentally unstable. And he was like, people just couldn't fathom me walking away from like $50 million. Um, which I watched this thing. He talked about, um, he was watching some nature show about baboons and this kind of like goes off topic, but it, baboons have like a secret source of water, I guess. And they like don't share it with like other animals or whatever and the people living in Africa with them used to do this trick to find their water source where they would put they really like salt I guess so they'd put salt in like a small um, crevice in like a rock and the baboon would come up and put his hand in and grab the salt but when he grabbed the salt his hand made a fist and he like couldn't pull it out but the baboon wouldn't like want to let go of the salt to pull his hand out. He like really wanted it. So then he was stuck there and the people could come and trap the baboon, which is what they wanted to do. And then they'd feed him a lot of salt after they trapped him and he'd get really thirsty and they'd let him go and they'd follow him and they'd find out where the water was. And he was like, I was like the baboon where I was like holding on to like the fame and the money and I couldn't escape and it was bad. And he's like, so I realized like instead of being trapped by all the the network people, like I had to let go and like run away. And um, he said that was like a big revelation for him in terms of like not wanting to be there anymore or like be doing this. Something else he said that I really liked is he was like, when you start something, you have to figure out like what is the price you're willing to pay to do this? And he's like, and then when it gets past the price you're willing to pay, you have to be able to walk away. And he's like, everyone thought I like panicked, freaked out, like had a big meltdown. And he's like, I walked away so calm, casual, cool. I was just like, nope, this is not for me anymore. Don't want to be here. Don't want to be doing this. Mm -hmm. So he basically was gone for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. The next time he did um, his like next stand up was I believe in like 2016. I think he would randomly be places where other people were and he'd like step up and do some things. But the next time that he did like a really big thing um, was, oh, 2013. Yeah. He um, did a tour um, and he didn't do LA again until he um, signed with Netflix to do the like six things, which I think he's done like five as Mm -hmm. of now. Mm -hmm. Um. Which he basically says, like, stand-up was his love forever. And that's, you know, he didn't really like sketch comedy. But that's obviously what, like, got his name known and people knew who he was. He's clearly a good writer, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, you also said he has a million pilots. So he must love writing. Yeah. And is decent at it. And he produced the Chappelle show, too, didn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, like, he, he's, good at, he's good at all sides of it. 
I think, like, the biggest thing for him was, like, the amount of creative control that in the network he didn't have. Like, they'd be like, you can't do that. You can't say this. We feel like it's this or it needs to be that. And so the biggest thing when he came back and did stand-up is he was like, I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to do what I want. And you either let me do stand-up here or you don't. And that's, like, he still to this day, like, when he does stand-up, he'll say things like, I say what I want, and I do what I want, and no one's telling me what to do anymore. And that was, like, the biggest thing he felt like he learned. Um, 2016, he did his hosting debut on Saturday Night Live. And it was actually the weekend of um, right after Trump got elected. Um, So, like, his monologue had a lot to do with that. Um, He actually ended up winning an Emmy for that as, like, Outstanding Guest Actor in Comedy Series. He's won, like, three Emmys, I think. Um, so 2016 is when Netflix announced that they'd be releasing three new stand-up comedy specials from him in 2017. Chappelle being paid $20 million per special. Mm-hmm. Out of control. Um, That's crazy. He yeah, also... He lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio. I know. Yeah. Um, there's a quote down here later that's really good about him living in Yellow Springs. Like He's like, you don't need a lot of money to live here. You just got to be a nice person and smile at everyone and you're accepted or something mm-hmm. like that. Um to which he gives a lot back. Um, so a big thing when he like came back, people were like, are you going to do Chappelle show again? Are you going to do it again? And he basically was like, I'll do it if I have more say. And he said, I never want any of season three to be aired. And Comedy Central, like within two weeks after that statement, did um, Chappelle show like you've never seen or something like that. And basically was just like, fuck you, we're releasing this. So he then said, like, I'm never going back and I won't do that. And on top of that, they didn't pay him for that. No. He had no right. Well, he also said he wanted, like, all, like, DVD sales or half of DVD sales to be, like, given back to organizations and stuff. So, yeah. And it didn't, yeah. That just ended. The lawsuit that he had against them just ended. And what happened? He got paid fat. Good. (laughs) (laughs) He just just talked about it because I think it... I doubt he could talk about it while it was, like, happening. happening. right. But he just talked about it probably, like, three months ago on one of his latest with um, Joe Rogan. Oh, okay. It's wrapped up, so he they could... Joe Rogan obviously brought it up. Dave Chappelle doesn't talk about it. Yeah. Um, but brought it up, and he was like, yeah. And so he kind of, he talked about it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I have to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but Deep in the Heart of Texas was one of his um, specials, The Age of Spin... And then um, Equanimity is um, the third one that they did for 2017. Um, But the Texas one and Age of Spin were filmed like years before, which he laughs about because he's like, I literally already just like needed to walk out, dust the dust and give them to Netflix for $20 million. And I was like, that's insane. But then Netflix filmed Equanimity like on its own. Um... So, um, he received Grammy Awards for Best Comedy Album, um, in 2017 for both of those. Um, then he went back to movies, which I didn't know. I actually never saw this movie, but he was in A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I never watched. Is that a good movie? It's really depressing. Yeah, like, the, the ending's really fucking sad. But. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised yeah, you never like, saw that. He's like, the I'm not a huge Lady Gaga fan. Oh, well, I can't say I am either, but... I mean, I don't have anything, like, against her, yeah. but, it, like, if that was, like, you know, Taylor Swift in the movie, I'd be like, oh, I have to see that today. She doesn't but... act like her, like, herself. No. Yeah. She's, like, the complete opposite. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's like Bradley Cooper's BFF in the movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like Bradley Cooper wasn't really a good singer, and I was like, why are you doing a singing movie? But, you know, whatever. Details. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> um, so, 2019 is when he was chosen to receive the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor um, at the Kennedy Center. And a lot of people were there to, like, honor him, including Jon Stewart, Bradley Cooper, Morgan Freeman, Lauren Michaels, Tiffany Haddish, Aziz Ansari, Sarah Silverman, Neil Brennan, John Legend, um, Kenan Thompson, Eddie Murphy, like, a lot of people. Um, And, I mean, I watched, like, a short little snippet thing on him, and it basically just was, like, every other comedic person, like, praising him. So, they all... Which, the interesting thing to me, so 2019 he released Sticks and Stones, which I think Equanimity a little bit did it, and then Sticks and Stones too, is it's not all humor. Like, he also is, like, really breaching into just more, like, performative art of, like, telling a story or, like, wants a point to be gotten across. And, like, he sprinkles humor in there, but, like, a lot of it has to do with, like, Black Lives Matter and the oppression of colored people in this country and just things like that, Um, which I feel like there's so many other people out there that could try to do that and it would probably just, like, fail miserably. Oh, yeah. Like, he does have a weird, um, like, very intimidating thing about him. Well, he got, like, jacked in Mm -hmm. that 10 years he was gone, Mm -hmm. so that's intimidating. Mm -hmm. He used to be scrawny. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also just, like... When they're when someone doesn't care what you could ever say back to them about them, like that's like a very scary thing almost of like they'll do whatever they want because they don't care what happens to them. Right. And I don't think he I don't think he's trying to speak for like a whole race of people or anything like that. I think he's just speaking like about his experiences and his life. And I think that helps. He's yeah. like not taking a soapbox stand like you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. He's, like, bringing out the ideas and the stories that have happened instead of, like, preaching what people should do and how they should act, which I think is, like, the actual way you should try and go about change is not telling people how they should act but explain history to them and be like, this has happened. Like, what should we do now? Right. Like, letting people infer, like, they can hear that story and then do with it what they want. Exactly. Rather than being like, you all need to do X, Y, Z and, like, all that. Exactly. Um, so June 12th, 2020, Netflix released 846, um, which was, uh, on June 6th, 2020, he did a show in Yellow Springs, Ohio, and it was, like, kind of, like, people just pulled up, I think, in, like, their trucks or, like, had seats, and it was in a field, and it was very socially distanced and all that. It's named 846. That was the, um, for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, the amount of time that Derek Chauvin knelt on George Floyd's neck. Um, so he touches on Floyd's death a lot and the subsequent protests and kind of just talks a lot about like what was happening in that time. Again, like it wasn't necessarily like a con- like stand up mm-hmm. comedy. Mm-hmm. It was just like his take on the world events that were happening. I haven't watched that one, but it's I would really like to. Good. Did you watch David Letterman? You know how David Letterman yeah, got the stuff? Yeah, good too. Yeah, so David Letterman on Netflix got a thing where he's just going to, like, people's houses and interviewing them. Mm-hmm. He did, like, Lizzo, and he did Dave Chappelle. Oh, okay. And he and went... It's really good. Mm-hmm. He went up after one of their shows, so you can, like, see how they had it set up, like, during the pandemic mm-hmm. in Yellow Springs, and he just brings two armchairs out onto a stage and, like, interviews them. I'm assuming it was after one of the shows. Yeah. Um... But it's neat because, I mean, David Letterman's been around for so long. 
but it's cool. You should watch it. Um. Oh yeah, that goes into this. It like expanding on the concept of socially distanced comedy presentation beginning um, in June of 2020. Chappelle and Friends, and it was kind of like what became known as Chappelle's Summer Camp. So he'd bring live performances um, to Ohio, and they would just sit there and talk. Yeah, do you have like, the names of people he brought? John Stewart, Chris Rock, Louis C.K., Sarah Silverman, David Letterman, Bill Burr, Michael Che, Brian Reagan, Chris Tucker, Kevin Hart, Ali Wong, Trevor Noah, Tiffany Haddish, John Mayer, and Common were like musical guests. How crazy. Yeah, He brought that's all cool. those famous people there. Yeah. To Yellow Springs, to, Ohio. I mean, and it was a field. My friend Jack went field. there. You, like, can't see his house for, like, it's a, a very field. long time. Yeah. And then it's there's cool. a dragon gate, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you bitches ain't getting in here. <laughs> um, then in um, 2020, again, um, he came back and did um, Saturday Night Live. And it was, like, around the presidential election as well. Um and he gave a 16-minute opening monologue, which, Dang. like, who does that on SNL? Uh-huh. No one. But, like, Lauren Michaels probably just had to be like, all right, Chappelle, you get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a quote that they had from that monologue, which I liked. It said, everyone knows how that feels, but there's the difference between me and you. You guys hate each other for that, and I don't hate anybody. I just hate the feeling. That's what I fight through. That's what I suggest you fight through. You've got to find a way to live your life. You've got to find a way to forgive each other. You've got to find a way to find joy in your existence in spite of that feeling. So he's talking about losing. Mm-hmm. Like to, you know, all the Trump supporters who, like, they just announced that Biden had won and being like, yeah, I hate losing too. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to move on and, like, support what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he's just honestly, to me, seems like he did the right thing. And I still think it's funny because I feel like there is a big stigma of him, like, coming, like, leaving the way he did. And I think, like, Kevin Hart, I watched a thing where he talks about how jealous he is. Like, he's like, I wish I could just walk away and then think I could come back and, like, be even bigger than I was before. And I think the biggest thing for Chappelle is, like, he, that wasn't his goal. Like, his goal coming back wasn't, like, I'm going to be even better. Like, I literally think he just was like, I need to go and, like, live my life and not be controlled by the people that are trying to control me right now. Well, because he didn't live, like, a famous life before that. Didn't live lavishly. Didn't have a, you know, giant home in L.A. Like, didn't Mm -hmm. go to red carpet events. So, for him, he wasn't sucked into, like, the lifestyle and perceptions and stuff. Now, sweet baby Kevin Hart is. Well, also, Kevin Hart was like, I own my own production company. Uh-huh. I'm this, I'm that. And he's like, if I walked away, that would be like a lot of people that just whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you know, needless to say, like, it's not like he had, like, walking away from $50 million is probably very hard. I mean, no, yeah. he didn't know he, 10 years Make later, it. would be making $20 million per Our Netflix special. release. Yeah. like. Um, he has two sons and a daughter, um, he's married to his wife, they still live in Yellow Springs, and he just continues to do his comedy. Um, he speaks a lot about certain people, like, over and over again. One of them is Frederick Douglass. He talks a lot about his influence on the country, um, with black Americans, and, um, also this was, like, interesting to me, because it still is crazy to me sometimes. His great-grandfather was born into slavery, and was a slave when the Civil War happened and was freed and, like, led a march to D.C. And he, like, talks about that in one of his specials. But doesn't that sound crazy? Like, I knew my great-grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that sounds... I mean, now yeah. Dave Chappelle's, like, 
significantly older than yeah. us, but still, I don't know. Yeah. That's just like crazy to me how like it seemed so long ago, but it really it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Um, and he talks a lot about Malcolm X too. And then um, most recently, the person that he speaks to a lot in quotes is Kendrick Lamar. And his like newest special, he had like a Kendrick Lamar quote. And then um, when Ken- Kendrick Lamar performed on the MTV Music Awards, he had like a guest appearance during his performance. So I think he, which Kendrick Lamar won, I think like Pul- he's the first person when a Pulitzer surprise. Pulitzer surprise. It's a surprise. <laughs> Pulitzer prize um, for like hip hop, like lyrical writing the or writing. something like that. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. his lyrics are like really cool. So, yeah. but um, I don't know. Hope I did him justice. I don't. Know. You just took that so seriously. That was the most serious I've ever seen you take a person. <laughs> I you were like, you were making sure you kept your spot in your I notes know. the whole time. I just feel like he's like such a cool person in general, and like I think he actually like if we look back from now, like years and years, mm. it'll be like he was someone that ha- was a movement that like we're living in it right now and don't know. Like I yeah. mean, we can kind of know it's a movement, but like I don't know. You know, you get yes. what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. I think he'll be very influential in his thoughts and his words will like, you know, like on Martin Luther King Day. There is a Dave Chappelle Day. It's October 27th. So, you know, like years from that. now, it could be a federal holiday yeah. where we, there's quotes from him everywhere. Yeah. I hope it says the word pussy in all of them. Yes. But. <laughs> they might. All right. That's what I had for you. Very good. Did you like it? I loved it. I'm glad. I liked that a lot. <laughs> that was really good. Max was like, don't screw it up. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Um, there's just, yeah, he's one that, he's very complex and also a very private person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not till recent that he's, like, started to say a little bit more so people can start to get an understanding of, like, where he's coming from. Yeah. To, op- you know, that's vulnerability, right? When you're not, when you open yourself up, like, he's opening himself up for criticism. Well, and I think he wanted to do it through stand-up rather than interviews like he wanted to control the narrative around like why he left and why he's coming yeah. back and like you you have to go watch the david letterman thing i'm surprised see if max has watched it he'll like he'll like it too but um he's still very very choice with what he talks about mm-hmm. he does not just talk about anything he does not like he'll take you to like the barber shop that he gets his hair done in yellow springs but he won't, like, tell you, like, what they do on the weekend. I don't know. It's very, like, yeah. he keeps things very private and, like, a little mysterious. Which more famous people should try that out. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Tip from Courtney. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. Really good. Um, what was I going to say? Anything you're watching lately other than Too Hot to Handle? Oh, my God, Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> Such a train wreck. Um, oh, yes. Did you guys watch Kevin Hart's new movie? No. What is it? It's called Fatherhood. Okay. Man. I was, I cried like four times in it. What? He's like a serious, it's Oh, it's a like serious a serious movie. one. Yeah. Interesting. It has funny points in it, but not very funny. Like, Who else is in it? Uh, no one, no one notable. Okay. Yeah. It's just, uh. Are his own kids in it? No. I thought it was going to be his own kids and I looked it up and it wasn't. I was surprised. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's not funny. What's it on? I clicked Netflix. Okay. I thought it would be hilarious and no, not even a little bit. (laughs) Hmm. It's probably like when, remember Seth Rogen did that like movie about like cancer or something? Yeah. What was that called? I I don't know. That was, yeah, that was Uh a big miss. Uh I was like, nope. 
No, Can't this do is, this. This is good. I think people, like I was telling Danielle and Jeff to watch it. They don't even, Danielle doesn't really like Kevin Hart, like how loud he is and, you know, his type of humor. I think it's that's my jam is him. But um, I was like, no, 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 watch this because this like will completely, he's acting in this. Like yeah. this changes your way you would think of him as an actor. He's good. Um, a quick update on our friend Joe from Texas. He, beep, beep, beep. he went to go see um, Fast 9. Did he? Ooh. He sure did. He um, said it's not his favorite, but he's excited for Fast 10. I'm like, Joe, how you old just... are the actors? Right. Like, how, how much longer can this go on? I don't know. But so John Cena was in this one, but The Rock was not. And so Joe mm. thinks that they'll both be in the next one. Um, there's They're also old. something recently yeah, like Diesel, that Max said on? Joe likes, and I'm trying to think what it was because it was just another one that was like, yes, like he would like that, and I can't think of what it was. Damn it, Kelly. I know. It was really funny. We were, it might have been, I mean, but I know he likes Fast and Furious. I can't remember what it was. Why is it getting so dark out? Because I think it's going to storm. Mm-hmm. We got volleyball. We can't be having this. No, volleyball's canceled. No, we play in the rain. <laughs> What if it's like thundering and lightning? I don't know. We've never broached that, but we play in the (laughs) pouring rain, so that's super fun. Usually, ever. At least it feels like it's. It feels like it's 102 out right now. That is true. So that won't be bad. It's always the ride home. The ride home always sucks after it rains. You're like, this is fun. Like a wet dog. (laughs) Yeah, this was a good time. (laughs) We went to the creek this morning with Heather and her boys, and the kids were just like filthy. I brought changes of clothes, and then I was like, no, literally the time it's going to take me to change their clothes and then get them in the car is just going to be annoying, so I just put them in the car all wet and gross. But I immediately gave them a bath when we got home. But it was fun. As soon as I saw that that's what that you had done that, that was flashing in my head. I was like, I just see how wet those kids are getting right now. <laughs> we also packed a lunch, and the kids were, like, so pumped about their lunch boxes. We ended up eating lunch at, like, 10.30. They're oh. like, we just want our lunch boxes. I was like, it's 10.30. And they were like, let's eat. And I was like, fine. I don't care. Then we, then I probably can convince you to go home. Yeah. Smart. But, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's all I got for now. All right. I think that's it, guys. Um, that was a good one. Catch you later. Thanks for listening, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.